Welcome, radio listener, to Full Spectrum Cycling, show number 106. 106. It's Sven, with Sven's friends, JK. Hi. And Tony. Hello. We're in the River West studio for another couple of weeks. <laughs> well, it'll still be a River West studio, but it won't be at this location. I keep updating everybody, on, but nothing's really changing. Electrical is complete, but it's not tied in yet. So we're just waiting for that final flip switching, switch flipping. Breaker plugging. It's coming. What is it? Tiny strokes fell mighty oaks or something? Something like that. Something like that. And if it's not, now it is. Copyright. Copyright, JK. (laughs) (laughs) Copyright occasional mic. T. Burger made a uh, stop up to the Helds. Uh huh. I see. Brought in some jerkies. I did bring some jerkies. I sees and I tasted. I was actually kind of in that area, but I was not at the driving controls, so I couldn't mm. do the eastern twenty-minute drive. Shall I turn up that microphone so we can hear you opening this up? Yeah. Let's see if that works. There you go. There it is. <laughs> opening. Uh, we got uh, teriyaki and uh, spicy, spicy beef, spicy jerky. beef jerky. I believe Held sells online. In case you're Me somewhere too. in the country that you can't drive by, Held's up there. And uh, is it in Slinger or Allenton it, or somewhere? It, yeah, it's Slinger. Slinger sixty. Slinger, Wisconsin, out there. Oh God, this is big. God's country that way, up that way. Uh, but they do sell online too, so you could just order some for your own damn self from wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And if you want to go to the next level, the uh, garlic ring bologna is pretty freaking awesome, too. Do they ship that in dry ice, or is, no, it, no. is it cured enough to transport oh, yeah. across the U.S. of A? In a hot, it's, it's in a hot trunk, there. probably. <laughs> it's it's yeah. worth driving there if you're within, you know, 200 miles. That is a good thing. Mm. So, uh, we talked briefly. I think I might even have put a picture of it up last week, the handlebar jack. Mm-hmm. The handlebarjack.com. Handlebarjack.com. Uh, it's it's really a cool thing. It's and actually in use and it works really, really yeah, well. Yeah, we, well, so we have this long tail cargo fat bike that has, you know, big. Well, it's going to get. Now it's getting new shoes. It's going to get some my other brother Daryl rims up on there. So we get some wider rims than the old Schlick uh, Northpaw rims. And it had a flat, so, you know, instead of lifting this 80-pound or whatever this thing weighs into the bike stand, I thought, by cracky, that bike jack is a dang good idea for this. <laughs> and, you know, it's got a it's got an e-bike display on it, which I'm sure I would have smashed because right, the thing is so heavy. It over. Flipping yep. it over. Um, so I, I'm pretty stoked so far with this idea, and I'm also going to use them to build our next couple of e-bike projects instead of using a stand at least for the part where the wheel has to go on, because being upside down is way easier. It totally is. For, Mounting the wheel, yeah, way easier. For that part of the situation. So uh, I'll have pictures of this thing on the old dang old show notes. You should uh, check it out. The one thing that I came up with, remember last week we talked about what that stupid black foam thing in every SRAM derailleur box is good what for? What are you going to use it for? Look at what I'm using it for. Protecting the you know the very expensive uh, uh, Selly Anatomica leather saddle, it just stick that thing right under there. Uh, that said, I think if he doesn't already do it, he should sell a bike seat cover to go with this thing because then your saddle will also be Cubbud. protected by some sort of material. Mm-hmm. 
Because I sure as heck would hate to scuff up my uh, Sally. Sally, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's a that's a compass seat. Been Speaking kind of, a- of uh, Sally, sorry to interrupt you, Sally, Sally, and Anatomic X. Dan will be coming to get his bike on Friday. Thank oh, you, Dan, yep. for bringing your your surly cross check to us for a rebuild. It Greg does got have taken a, care of. Does have a Sally Anatomic mm-hmm, on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an invoice in the system. Thank so. you. He uh, he actually asked me years ago. He's like, "What kind of saddle should I buy?" And I said, "Well, at your size, sir, there's only one saddle you should buy. That's the Sally." And he has since praised that saddle a number of times to me. I was oh, I got it on my uh, my one of a kind uh, roll off powered bike over there that has that, that. I love that saddle. And well, there's not anything to not like about that bike, Greg. Yeah, that's true. That's why I'm I mean, not it selling. Is kind that's why of, I'm not selling. All the way around, that's kind of beautiful. <laughs> Except for the handles, uh, the the you know grips are not orange. I know. No, that's a that's a red bike. It's got red hubs, got red stickers, got red grips. Uh, should have got gotten red. Orange I think I should get them. some red bags for it because those orange bags uh, are going on. They're going on the Dream Sickle bike, which is now complete. Mm, that which is, is also which is my uh, it's a it's an older 2015 I think uh, Fargo sells a Fargo titanium model. Thank you, New old stock. Thank you, Chewy, for the extremely good deal on that puppy. Yeah, now we're going to electrify it just that, to piss you off. And now I threw a whole bunch of spendy parts at it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that spendy. Well, the, the handlebars are the uh, whatever the you got a the whiskey titanium seat post on it. Yeah, and I got a moots tie post on it, of course. I'm sure those rotors aren't cheap either. By the way, actually, they were. Pr- I think they were on sale. That's why I got them, and they were orange, which is also why I got them. Uh, that I can't remember what that particular handlebar is called. It's not the Millhouse. The Millhouse is the one that looks more like a BMX bar. It's the other one from Whiskey that it looks more like a retro swoopy. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it, it's very comfortable. Looks like a really comfy bike. So I want to get the Millhouse when they come back in stock for probably for the uh, for the, the Mister Red over there. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. That has those uh, twenty degree sweep. Um, you love those. Yeah, answer. Well, they were answer. Now they're, what are they now? Okay, uh, whatever. You know what they are. They're those things. Yeah, those things. You know what I'm talking about. Take some you know pictures. Take some pictures. <laughs> uh, heckin' day, it was nice out on Monday. Yeah, and then it turned to shit. Yeah. yeah Pardon got, my French. Got a little chilly today. Yes, I didn't You quite figure out my layering scenario and wind direction re- um yeah monday was extremely windy <laughs> and you also were indisposed so didn't join us at the door which was hot dog day yes indeed what what it's what? hot dog day every monday at the door what yep yep you got your three dollar hot dogs you got your uh you got your chicago style and then you got your western got your western and and uh Chili. Chili. Yeah, chili cheese dog. Oh, my God. The Western's with the really good barbecue sauce, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I have done this once. Oh, I'm an idiot for not remembering. Mondays. Any Monday you're off, Tony Burger, we should go down there. $3 hot dogs? Mm-hmm. And they still got the three for five uh, token beers, too. So. Oh, God. I got to take a Monday off. <laughs> this is what we do. Once things return to quote-unquote normal, I know we're getting sick of that, we go to brunch at the Noble. Enjoy some brunch, do a nice bike ride, end up at the door for hot dogs, do another nice bike ride, 
and then end up at the Palapa for a tasty beverage. <laughs> I'm, I'm all down with all of that. Mondays should not be work days. No, nope, neither should Friday. Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays. I, I think yeah. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, those are good work days right there. Yeah. I can even throw a Thursday. Throw a there. Thursday in there, too. I so, mean, yeah. I mean calling sick on that day, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, last week on Thursday, I, uh, I, I t- after Wendy got off work and Garrett got off school, we went up to Door County. Don't cope. And I found sand by Cracky. No. I'm thinking we got a solid six miles of sand. Uh-huh. In one direction, just south of Sturgeon Bay. So, hey, 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 what's going on here? Hey. Hey, welcome to the radio program, caller. Who do we have on the line? Well, it's Seely Dave calling in. Seeley. Oh, Seely Dave calling from, well, Seely, Wisconsin. <laughs> Seely, Wisconsin. Yes. Yes. How's it going, boys? Oh, it's going well. We were uh, just... Uh, Discussing the fact that I found some sand on my trip up to Door County this weekend, I had never. Yeah, I I called in a I called in a few minutes before you picked up, and I, I was able to listen to the program at the time and, and heard that you said you might have found like uh, maybe six miles of beach, which is kind of a rarity. Do you think the right. lake levels are down? I don't know. No, I don't think they're really down. Maybe maybe slightly, but um, this is right south of the shipping channel at Sturgeon Bay there. And the road where the houses are is between the houses and the lake for like four miles. And I was able to, you know, visually verify that you can ride that sand. And then I think it goes another maybe two to three miles past that where the road then is on the other side of the houses. So um, I, it's two hour drive from here. I think I'll make an overnight of it one of these days in the not too distant future just to scope it out. I miss sand. I miss yeah, be- well, beach riding. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, honestly, beach riding is, is, you know, to be truthful, is the reason, the only reason why I originally invested in a fat bike because I thought, you know, hey, I've been riding my neighborhood mountain bike trails in the winter with just my, you know, studded Nokians because they get packed down so hard. Why do I need a fat bike? But when I saw all the fun that uh, you guys were having real, in these were early days on those beach rides of like, all right, that's the reason to get a fat bike. <laughs> um, and, uh, and it, it was one of my funnest things to do was to do those beach rides. But then of course the lake levels rose and, and we stopped being able to do them in Milwaukee anyway. Yeah. True that. So, I think uh, hopefully we're in a, a down, you know, a, a draining cycle of <laughs> where, the, where the lake. Yeah, this is one of those things where climate change might be our friend. I don't know. A <laughs> little less rain, little, yeah, little look, more you evaporation. Never, you never know. I mean, right. You never know. Climate change, like, yeah, short term, it's like your friend or it's your enemy. It all sort of depends on what you're looking for. Big piles of snow or, you know, warm periods. It's hard to say. Um, I mean, hey, I, I'm obviously I'm not a proponent of let's embrace climate change, but uh, <laughs> but right. as long as we're trying to do what we can to mitigate it, um, let's let's embrace the the rare benefits that we get from it when we actually get one. Copy that. Uh, what are what are trails? I assume are closed up there. Are they not? Yeah, so so it's kind of weird up here. We have, you know, Canva, because we have so many miles of trail, we stretch between multiple counties. And so so 
Sawyer County has kind of like this official written in the books ordinance that trails are to be closed from April 1st through May 15th. And Bayfield County, where our Ashville Bay trails are and some of our northern, you know, trails are as down by Namakagan and that sort of stuff are as well in cable do not have that rule in Bayfield County, but they, they tend to like close the trails around the same time. Anyway, the County does officially. And that means not just us, the ATV and mountain bike or ATV and snowmobile trails as well for the same reason, the freeze thaw cycle. That said, you know, Asheville Bay is a microclimate. So up by Bayfield, you know, things are way drier than they are here already. So, I, this might be one of the earliest years in Bayfield County because they don't have that ordinance. It's fairly easy for them to reopen the trails. All that all our trail stewards have to do is like talk to Bayfield County Forestry and say, "Hey, our trails are dry here at Mount Asheville Bay. Um, we want to open up," and they essentially generally agree to that. So it could be very soon that the Asheville Bay trails open up, and if the warm dry spell continues, it could be very soon that the trails by us open up as well. I saw your stuff looks like a lot of people are riding down by you already. Well, I, yeah, I haven't really paid much attention, honestly. We've been doing more urban riding just because of the, you know, it's driving out to trails is still one of those things I'm trying to avoid at least temporarily. I I think, I think the Metro a number that the Tosa trails. And I think I even saw uh, Rasta with a ride on Manuka yesterday or something. So I I think those trails by you are, are, are opening up already. So that's great for folks that live down South by you. Yeah, for sure. So are the Ashwabe trails up that way more Sandy than what's by you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I mean, we do have some sections of trails that are Sandy and stuff, but our trails are very forested, so the, the, the southern Canva trails are, are, so much of them are really in the woods. And, you know, once you compact that snow, even just with fat bikes and stuff like that, or um, even the tread on uncompacted snow on the old mountain bike tread is, is slower to thaw than the rest of the forest is. So those trails dry out slower and the freeze-thaw cycle and stuff is a problem, but you know, we monitored it really well, so we should hopefully be able to announce very quickly when when trails are open up here. The the cool thing up here, though, is and I you know I know I've we had somebody stop in the office today who's like you know I know I can ride the gravel, but I'm really a mountain biker and I just love riding the trails and I get that, but boy, the gravel up here is just so much fun in my. I love it. I like it as much as I like the mountain bike trails. And, and a lot of it passes by old CCC camps and stuff like that. So I always put POIs on any of my, you know, maps and stuff like that for like, Oh, you know, stop at this corner and look at some old remnants of a CCC camp or whatever it is, uh, pine stem corner or something. There's all kinds of weird little things to, to do in the Northwoods. One of my favorites, you guys, you got to come up with me and, and, do this um and this could be something that's done in the summertime too that i haven't done yet um but i'm it's a favorite in my bucket list is uh there's a bar up by moqua called uh the um it's called the uh plywood palace (laughs) the entire bar and like 
everything, everything is built from plywood, from the walls to the bar to the floor. It's 100% plywood. It's the ultimate dive bar. And what I like about it most is there's a Viking wall of shame on one of the walls. So uh, plywood palace, and it's it's on a bunch of really great, you know, sandy uh, uh, forest roads up in the, the Moqua Barrens area. So great fat bike riding all year round um so you guys got to come up and we got to hit the hit the plywood palace why, for, why would for why would work for franklin right man <laughs> i see a picture of it it's uh there's a they do have a facebook uh, page the plywood palace <laughs> yeah it's kind of a limited facebook page but um but yeah uh, i think it's the facebook page was mostly created by by more tech savvy people that have visited the plywood palace than, than the actual owner. Um, I've not yet been to it. I've, I've ridden by it, but it wasn't open when I was riding by it at the time. So I'm sort of, it's on one of my top 10 bucket list for, for this spring to like try to hit that place. So it, where is uh, Mokwa? Is that in relation to uh, it's north? It's north of us in the, it's, it's kind of straight West of, um, of Ashland or Washburn in the Bayfield Peninsula. And the, 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 the terrain in the Bayfield Peninsula is significantly more sandy than it is by us down here by Cable and, and Hayward and Sealy. So for instance, one of the events I've been thinking about putting together is a fat bike race during warm weather. And this is a very so good idea. I could put together a one hundred a one hundred mile fat bike race on sand roads in the Bayfield Peninsula. Oh, that's where sweet. it was like a loop. Like uh, a fat and, a so fat like, bike would be almost mandatory. Right, like I've ridden I've ridden those roads on like forty twos or even my twenty nine er, and it's just. You know, first of all, there's sections where you just, if it's dry, you, you just, you're walking for sure. So it would be a place where you could do a warm weather fat bike race where, I mean, I know people race fat bikes in every freaking race there is uh, other than like, you know, the Tour de France or something. Right. And, and, (laughs) but you know, there's a reason why people don't race them in the Tour de France because the skinnier tires are just darn faster. But, um, but this would be a situation where if you don't ride a fat bike, you'd be significantly penalized. So it'd be a rare instance where you could have a warm weather fat bike race where fat bikes really have a huge advantage over even plus bikes. And I looked around and I haven't, I was surprised. I thought there'd be something like this already somewhere like in, you know, Santa Fe or somewhere out desert Southwest. But I haven't found anything. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, in places where you would expect fat bikes to be more popular, they they really aren't. Like Las Vegas area is very sandy in some spots, and you, you, the only fat bike I ever see out there is Marcus's, and he <laughs> got it from us here in Wisconsin. I, so, you know, it's like right. I think it gets back to that original reason why I bought a fat bike, and that is, if if you're down there, you're like, well, I don't need a fat bike because we don't have winter. And I was like, well, I don't need a fat bike in winter because my trails are hard enough that I can ride them with my regular mountain bike. But when I saw the second season use, the the beach riding and stuff, I was like, ah, now it's like it's, there's two bonuses to getting this, plus the actual grin factor that we all know about fat bikes. Right. But uh, 
So I think maybe down the desert southwest, they're like, well, honestly, we don't really need one because our mountain bikes or plus bikes are good enough for 95% yeah. of the year. And, so you know, why should we get one? I, I think a lot of people are into gravity riding too. So those those courses are more designed around, you know, going down a hill, uh, at least right. to, to some extent. But so I don't know. I think I think it'd be kind of a cool event and kind of a unique event to have, you know, a uh, a significant length, an epic length sort of fat bike race on really sandy soil. And, and it's very pretty, you know, the, and there's, there's, you know, it'd be an adventure because there's nothing like if you break down or if, you know, I mean, there's no place to stop and get, you know, there's no bars, restaurants, taverns, you know, you get into the middle of the Bayfield peninsula and it's just, you know, it's just forest, you know, or, or, you know, pine barrens. Um, it's a former, you know, underwater. That's why it's all sand. Cause it used in the, you know, whatever Pleistocene age or whatever, I don't know my ages that well, but you know, it was like the floor of the sea at some time. Um, so it's all sand. Uh, what about, but, uh, uh, what yeah, about, I thought that'd be kind of a, what about putting together a series with maybe there's that, uh, the, the golf course where they do one of the huge ass races that's all sand in the central Wisconsin. That could be I, that, you know, I love that, that place too. That's the same deal. And, and they have real topography as well. And, um, that, uh, sand Valley, sand sand Valley, Valley they're, they're owned by, yeah, they're owned by kind of a cool, uh, a cool company that's like, although they're golf course owners, you know, they're sort of like environmentally minded and, and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, and they actually do have rent fat bikes there already. They have a fleet of fat bikes that you can rent if you stay at their hotel or something like that. And they have a course, a permanent, you know, trail around their property. That's really cool. That said, you know, once warm weather hits, they make all their money on golf. So sure. it's sort of hard for them to like put any, it's sort of like the trails out by, uh, out by, um, uh, Alpine Valley. A lot of those would be really cool if they were groomed in the wintertime, but they make all their money on skiing in the wintertime. So right. they're not pushing people to ride fat bikes in the winter. You know, those are summer trails. And the opposite is true at Sand Valley where, you know, in the summertime, they're like, yeah, we can make so much money on golf. We're not even thinking about bikes that the bikes are sort of like this, you know, added value. Yeah, that makes sense. Right on. Um, but, you know, as I was saying, um, our gravel up here is is really great, and it's just endless amounts of it. We have, Canva does publish a gravel map, and you can download the GPX tracks if you want to use your device for that, and or, you know, just get the, the map and, and ride around and, and explore. But honestly, get one of those maps and then just do your own thing. And when you see a road that isn't listed, and there are lots of them, just turn down it <laughs> all you got to do is backtrack all you got to do is backtrack if you're like oh that didn't work out you turn around and you go the other we'll go back to where you started from I, I do that all the time up here i i'm constantly running into oh there is a little you know logging road i never saw before i'm just going to turn down that and see where it goes what do they call it davement yeah davement <laughs> <like> <laughs> Um, we, when I talked to you earlier in the week on the phone, we briefly chatted about your, your pending, uh, 
potential down the road uh, bed and breakfast situation. Do you want to talk about that a little yeah. bit? Well, not bed and breakfast. It's it's just or an Airbnb. Unit, so Airbnb. Like, That's what I meant. We're not one of those. Yeah, we want to meet you and spend a lot of time with you. Not like we don't <laughs> want to meet you or spend any time with you. But if you want to be on your own, you don't have to like eat breakfast in our kitchen. So we do have a a rental unit above our our heated one of our garages. We have multiple garages here, and one of them is heated, and it has a rental unit, a two bedroom. Very nice. Um, very straightforward. Uh, you know, cute. It's got a balcony, two balconies and a screened in porch and a, it's pet friendly. And, uh, uh, you know, we've got trails that you can access right there, literally go through our backyard. Um, huh. and, uh, so it's ideal for skiers or mountain bikers or just people want to get out in the middle of nowhere and, and just be somewhere. We're also right next to the Namakagan river and we've got, you know, kayaks and canoes and stuff like that people can use. So, um, and I'm currently a buddy of mine, um, who has, uh, got a cabin in Gordon. He got rid of his rent control department in New York when he quit. He's a photo editor, but left New York when the whole pandemic thing went insane and no one should be in New York. Um, and he was working from his cottage. He's been working from his cottage in Gordon, but it's not winterproof so come winter he needed a place to stay didn't want to go back to new york and uh and rented my place um just for the winter but as of next week friday it will be open he's moving back to his cottage in gordon so it'll be It'll be open. It won't be on Airbnb until probably June because we got to get it approved by the state and stuff like that. There's some hoops we got to jump through. But anybody mm-hmm. that um, is looking for a quick Tax getaway and, and wants mm-hmm. to like um, come stay up in beautiful Hollywood Hills of Sealy, Wisconsin, uh, you can ping me and and let me know. Right on. Uh, if he'll be out, he'll be out, and it'll be open. It's, uh, Are we at the top of the hill? Well, yeah, we're at the we top of the hill. We're, the almost, of the we're hill. almost at the end of the ride already, but we might as well hit the top of the hill. Uh, <laughs> it was a long climb. That was, yeah, it was all, yeah, it's going to take like 30 seconds to get to the bottom of this puppy. Steep um, <laughs> Tony Berger brought us uh, Central Waters HHG Pale Ale today. Named after the very popular Wisconsin men, horseshoes. Hand grenades. Oh. <laughs> it's a fantastic beer. Ever right. since the first time I had it, I'm like, I don't really like bluegrass, but I like this beer a lot. Yeah, I like bluegrass. And I love this. I love this brewery, and I'll support this band just because. Yeah, yeah. I do like bluegrass, and what what kind of I like Central Waters generally. What kind of beer is it? Pale. Yeah, it's a mosaic and citra hopsy kind of a thing. Very drinkable. Super easy to drink. Yeah, it's a little bit on the lower uh, Alcohuzi side, 5.3%. That's an American pale ale, not an Indian pale ale. That's what you're all drinking? Well, JK's on the wagon this week. He's got the IPNA We had that last week, too, with Strusky here, and it's pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah. It actually tastes like a beer. Yeah. I've had a couple in the past past week that are like, oh, now I know why I don't drink any beer, man. Oh. I'm sitting on a 12 pack of the ah. Coors version. <laughs> Coors Edge. Oh, no. No. <clears throat> I saw there's a thing of Pabst, uh, and I'm tempted. Just the to, Pabst City is not bad. I got to just to see what it's like. But this, this actually is not, this is drinkable. That's very drinkable. Yeah. So, 
Yay. Well, I am. <laughs> I have, I have like sort of coveted and bogarted uh, a few uh, beers from my neighborhood, my old neighborhood brewery on uh, Washington Heights, uh, Venture Brew. Um, and I am, I, in honor of your call to Milwaukee tonight, I, I popped one of those open. So I am uh, drinking a Dan Smooths. Dan Smooths. It's uh, El Dorado and Crystal and Citra hopped uh, sour. Mm. So it's mm. uh, it's a tall boy. It's but it's a pretty drinkable sour. You know, it's not like one of those like pucker up your face. It's it's like a hoppy, slightly sour, um, slightly sour beer. So we had a uh, we had a sourish type IPA last week from Eagle Park, and you could get I through. Like Eagle Park beers, how how was it? It, it was yeah. It it started off well. It did not finish well. Oh, you're the one that Dan was. Dan sent me a text. He said, "I, I hear you didn't like the beer." I go, "I don't think I said I didn't." Sorry, Dan. Yeah, Sorry, our, Dan. Our I buddy, love you still, and I owe you a beer at Black Husky next our time. Our buddy Dan dropped off the, a four pack last week when he picked up a he picked up one of the new eight. Well, I don't know if it's new. The Wolf Tooth eight bit tool that has all the little. Oh, that's pretty cool. All the little bits in it. And yeah. He brought a four pack of that. Whatever that beer is. And uh, and then he texted me. And he said, "I heard you didn't like my beer." I'm like, "No, I don't think I said I didn't like it. It was it was <laughs> it Tony." Was me, Dan. I'm certain it was me, and I owe you a beer, Black Husky, which doesn't have a sour. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of good beer, though, uh, I uh, last weekend there's a bar down in Stone Lake uh, owned by a guy Ian Finch and his wife who were former Campbell board members and big mountain bikers, stuff like that. Um, it's called the whistle punk cafe and uh, whistle punk was in a logging camp. It was the guy that ran the little gasoline motor that powered the, uh, the drag line that pulled the logs up and down uh. the hill, you know, out of, to the river and stuff like that. That guy was the whistle punk. So the whistle punk, uh, cafe is he's a uh, guy. What do you call those guys that they're the sommeliers of beer? Uh, beer baron, an like alcoholic. Not many of them in the country. <laughs> no, no, no you, you got to take all the all these classes and stuff like that. I can't, I can't remember what they're called. I'll, I'll think of it. But um, so he's he's certified. You know, this sort of certified beer expert, which is kind of rare for. For up here, it's rare for anywhere, but it's really rare for up here. Um, and uh, he had an Orville opening day. Uh, Orville's uh, a real high-end uh, Trappist beer, Belgian beer. Um, so he had a Orville Orville day, and uh, and we went down for Orville and meatloaf, Orville meatloaf and mashed mm. potatoes. So oh, I don't know how you can say no to that. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds right, right, and more right. A uh, cicerone, cicerone—that's what they're called. Oh, cicerone. I would, I would never have got that in a million years. I got a link to the whistle yeah. punk in the show notes too, if anybody wants to check it out. Drink in the spring on cool. the patio. Yeah, it's an awesome place. Awesome place. Yeah, they—they're going to reopen. They're—they're they're very conscientious about you know the whole pandemic and stuff like that. So they've been closed indoors for a long time, which is a shame really great coffee as well. And, uh, but their, uh, their patio has been open on weekends and stuff. So I think last weekend, I don't remember what their specialty beer was, but 
but they had uh, BLTs last weekend, um, and the weekend before was the Orville Day with Meatloaf. And man, that those Belgian Trappist guys, those Belgian monks, kind of know what they're doing, don't they? Mm-hmm. I guess so. They sure. They've do. also got uh, flannel merch, just like our friends at Black Husky across nice, the street. Nice. <laughs> I, I I believe if you wear your flannel in the Black Husky, you get some sort of discount. You know, yeah, I, went, well, and I should get a discount every time I go because I wear flannel every day. <laughs> I don't know if it's, yeah. it's your I flannel. Like, it might I be their, be their I, flannel. I think it might be their flannel. <laughs> oh, their flannel. Oh, because like I wear so much flannel, I swear my, my belly button is plaid. <laughs> I've been wearing my uh, uh, Kits bow quite a bit lately. I love that shirt. We, we, I, I've got actually three of them, but there's one that I like more than the others. Um it's the original fit that they had, and then they came out with one that I thought, well, I'm one of those little bit not quite huskier guys, but they had a different cut, so I got that shirt, and I'm like, well, uh-huh. I, I, it, it's it's a very similar fit, but it's a little shorter, and I like the longer version, the older, the original, huh. their original yeah, cut. Know, so they, I actually, and like you, I've got a, a few of them, even though they're stupid expensive, I well, they'll last, the they'll, they'll last got, forever. Come on. <laughs> right. They will. But the reason why I got the last one was because of that, that, that they changed and they got that relaxed fit. And I like wearing it over the top of a hoodie so I can like, you know, I wear the hoodie all the time. And then like I throw the flannel on as like the extra layer. And the other ones were a little snug on me when I got the mediums to try to layer gotcha. over top of something else. So I got, I got one of the relaxed at ones and, and that works great. The only thing I warn listeners, if they're going to uh, pony up for one of these made in America, Pendleton wool, incredibly well-constructed, great, the best fitting flannel shirt you've ever worn. Um, but $220. The, the only thing I'd warn people is the last one I bought took 12 weeks to get because they've switched, they've uh, onshored all their production for Mm. that shirt. And it's a very complicated shirt to make, I guess. So that they're having trouble. They have like different levels of seamstresses sewing their stuff out in North Carolina where they are right now. And, uh, and you know, they're trying to bring their people up, their skill levels up to be able to sew these fancy shirts right yeah there's some a little bit there's longer. some pretty cool features to them i they were also making uh, just a crap load of uh ppp stuff for the covid pandemic they were doing that too so that that used up a bunch of their time as well but like i i emailed them a couple of times because i'm like what the heck normally i get my shirts <laughs> in like you know three days what's going on here and they're like well since we moved our production from asia to u.s we're shorthanded and, and this is the most difficult product we make. Right. So and, um, it's and, taken the longest, you know, so to be fair, your time. Th- they've always made this shirt in the U S I think it was some of the other stuff, but now they're making everything here. Right. I don't think so. I don't mm. think so. I don't mm. think this one, I, I don't know, but whatever it's, I'm just warning folks, yeah. don't go out and order one and think you're going to get it for the shoulder season. Cause you're not going to get it for 12 weeks. Well, what I, here's something I would, would add to, um, even if it takes 12 weeks, if you're concerned about sizing, they're super easy to work with to do returns. Um, they're more yeah, than, absolutely. more than willing yeah. to say, you know, try this one. Um, like with, I think with the original fit, I, I like the XL and with the new relaxed fit, I actually like the large. So sizing is a little, 
is a little different uh, between the cuts, but it uh, is. you know, and, you, and order order two I, of them and send the one back. That, you know, whatever you know. That would be the best way because if you order one and think I'm just going to exchange it and that takes another twelve weeks <laughs> to get the next one, <laughs> right, you're right. In, you're in a whole other you're in a whole other season, but they will definitely take the returns very easily. The other thing that I'll note about them, and I don't know if, when the last time you you bought one of their um, shirts, Greg, is um, my early ones shrunk more than the one I just bought. The one I just bought, mm. I, you know, you don't wash these things very often, but, um, I'd say like twi- twice or three much. times but, a season. They really don't, uh, you don't have to wash them that often. Right. You don't, but I did, you know, I've had them for a couple of years now, my early ones, and they have shrunk. And I, I, so I ordered, a, I normally wear a medium and I ordered a large, a relaxed fit the last time and it was it was pretty big on me so i'm like oh no problem i'll just put it in the dryer and shrink it and i put it in the dryer and it didn't shrink so i Ugh. think maybe since they've onshored their their um production maybe the quality of the wool that they're better, using better or something is higher, sure. but yeah maybe they shrink less um or maybe they do some other technique to the wool to pre-shrink it or maybe it's all it. now no, wool so it's wool Maybe it's all now wool and in China it may not have been. Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's got a Pendleton tag on it. It's all wool. Um, But, uh, but maybe they're doing a little bit more. Anyway, the quality is amazing. The look is really good. The fit is definitely the best. You know, uh, I've had Pendletons forever and I know you can go into any thrift store and find a Pendleton for 25 or $30. Um, But these have snaps. They've got the, you know, the shoulder, uh, you know, um, soft shell on the elbows and shoulders. They've got the pleated back. So the reach, you never feel that stretch on your shoulders. Right. Articulated. They honestly are probably worth the money. And they're made in the, all made in the U.S., yeah. which Pendleton's are not yeah. necessarily. The wool is, but not the, they're not selling that. So, but spendy. Right on. All right, Dave. Well, uh, thanks for helping us okay, uh, do another show here in the old uh, – Full spectrum cycling universe. Um, we're gonna that. Well, uh, I once again I put out the, the offer to you guys in the, the full spectrum shop or uh, any of your listeners. You know, just ping me at davis at canvatrails dot org if you're sure, looking Dave. for a getaway and uh, come on up. And I got a pretty darn kick ass place to stay. Right on, dude. Right on. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, me too, boys. All right. Have a great night. Next, Later, next time. Good night. Okay. Night. Well, that was Seely Dave. Seely Dave. Seely Dave's a... But he's Dave S. for the email. He's not S. Dave. Dave S. at CambaTrails.org or yeah, whatever the site is. Maybe uh, I, I was going to go up there this weekend coming up here tomorrow uh-huh. or today or whatever it was, yeah. but uh, I forgot about Easter. Huh. That happens. I would get yelled I at. I forgot about Easter. I think I'll get really? yelled at if I'm not home for Easter. <laughs> So uh, maybe next weekend or the weekend after, because you know, I, I found I, out. I get it. I have to interrupt that Jesus died for someone's sins, but not mine. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I just I, after last weekend in Door County and being able to relax and not do almost anything. I get it. I'm going to have to do that way more often. That was. I kept the shop open for you. Oh, thanks. Mainly to give out beer and, <laughs> and work on bikes. But <laughs> sold so. a chain or something. I sold a chain. I looked at a couple of bikes. And there you go. Well, that's, that's what this shop is for. 
know. hanging out in and drinking beer. Yes, and, and, and because you know the color of chocolate is the color of the cross, so that's why you get the chocolate cross, uh, chocolate crosses on Easter, don't you? Or wait, no, it's not. I, I hope I get a chocolate cross. <laughs> chocolate crosses rule. Yeah. All right, everybody. Next happy week. Easter. Yeah, have a happy have. Easter. <laughs> oh, what did I do there? Oh God, we gotta go. Oh.